Hey there, I'm Caitlin Bailey, and you're listening to Listen Up, a podcast series that shows you how to get more out of the music you love. On today's episode, we're taking a road trip. Where are we going, you ask? We'll be traveling through music. And how will we get around? By following our musical roadmap, which we call musical form. Think of driving through one of our national parks, like Yellowstone or Yosemite. You might see some things that are exactly like what you see every day. Roads, water fountains, and parking signs. Then you'll see somewhat familiar things, like trees or grass or hills, but they might look different than the ones that you're used to. And you might see some new things altogether, like hot springs or buffalo. Musical form is kind of like that. As you travel through a song or piece of music, your brain is constantly checking in with itself, asking where this music is going, and checking to see if it has heard these notes before or if they're new. As we start on our road trip, I want to point out something that famous American composer Aaron Copland, who you might recognize for Fanfare for the Common Man or Hoedown, wrote about in his book called What to Listen for in Music. He said that form was one of the biggest elements in music, but that we should be careful not to think about it in absolutes. In other words, there are very few examples of form in its purest sense. Most music falls into a category with a few tweaks to it here and there. This is what keeps our brains interested and surprised. Thanks, Aaron. We'll keep this in mind. There are three basic structural elements of musical form. Repetition, contrast, and variation. This episode will focus on repetition and contrast, as the idea of variation in music is so big that we'll have a whole future episode dedicated specifically to it. Repetition and contrast are opposites of one another and are pretty self-explanatory. Sections of music that are the same use repetition. Under the big umbrella of repetition is a very basic structure called strophic form. Strophic form is all about repetition. Each verse, or collection of words, has the exact same music to it, and only the words are different. A great example of strophic form is a song we all learned when we were little, O Susanna. In O Susanna, each verse uses the same music and just changes the words, and the refrain is exactly the same each time as well. Oh, I come from Alabama with my banjo on my knee. I'm bound for Louisiana, there, my true love for to see. It rained all night the day I left, the weather it was dry. The sun's so hot, I froze to death. Susanna, don't you cry. Oh, Susanna. I come from Alabama with my banjo on my knee. The opposite of repetition is called contrast, which is where music is not repeated. It's new. Constantly contrasting music is called through-composed. Let me say that it's really unusual to find a pop song that is 100% through-composed. There's almost always a little bit of repetition that sneaks its way in. Think about Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, for example. It's pretty close to being through-composed. There's the beginning. Is this the Then he opens up and sings loudly. Then there's a guitar solo. Oh, 
music gets a bit more upbeat. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, scaramouche, will you do the bandango? And then it shows off a completely different guitar solo with a hard rock anthem-like vocal style over it. And finally, the beginning material comes back to close it. Another way that people talk about musical form is by assigning letters to the different sections of music within the song or piece of music. This is an easy way to distinguish the use of repetition. This is similar to how English teachers analyze the rhyming scheme of a poem, assigning a letter to each line and then using those letters to help find patterns. For example, one type of form, called binary form, has two sections that repeat. One example of this is the Old English carol, Greensleeves. Here's what the A section sounds like. The B section comes right after. And when you put them together, you have a simple binary form in AABB. Take a listen. Another form that uses A's and B's is called ternary form, which is where the A section comes back at the end. Listen to the melodic lines of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. The words Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, How I Wonder What You Are, make up the A section, while the words Up Above the World So High, Like a Diamond in the Sky, make up the B section. Sometimes composers and songwriters use a tactic called modulation to get from one section to the next. This is when the key signature, or the home scale, changes. You can hear this clearly in many pop songs, like the Backstreet Boys' I Want It That Way. Listen to Howie singing about how I'm his one desire. My fire, the one desire. Now listen to all the Backstreet Boys. Can I call them Backstreet Men now? I'll chime in with him on this sentiment, as they all clearly love me and are fighting over my love. At the end of this section, Nick will bust in with, don't want to hear you say, and then the boys will answer with, ain't nothing but a heartache. When all of them come in on that line, they've entered into a brand new key. It will sound like the whole song has shifted up a few notes, and that's because they have. Take a listen.
Modulations help our brains stay interested in material that we've heard before as it puts a new spin on things. Beyonce is all about the modulations in her song, Love on Top. Listen as we climb up in each modulation. Here's the first one. And the second. And the third. And finally, the fourth. If you watch the music video, there's almost one costume change for each modulation, which is pretty amazing. If you listen, the lyrics are the same for the whole second half of the song, but our brains aren't bored at all because of all the modulations. And her fierce attitude, of course. Most pop music features a type of form called verse-chorus form. You can definitely see the similarities between it and strophic, as both have verses, with the music being the same, and only the lyrics changing. But the verse and chorus form has a full-blown chorus, not just a one or two line refrain. Some pop songs also have a pre-chorus, or a few lines that lead up to the chorus. There's also typically a bridge where modulations might happen, before closing the song with another singing through of the chorus. My girl Taylor Swift has this form down to a T. Let's pick apart her hit single from a few years ago called Blank Space. She'll start with the first verse. Then she'll go into the pre-chorus. Then go into the chorus. Come back for a second verse. And then the pre-chorus comes back again. Go back to the chorus. Then to her bridge, where she doesn't usually feel like modulating. And finally, a repeat of the chorus until the end of the song. Boys only want love if it's torture. Don't say I didn't, say I didn't warn ya. Boys only want love if it's torture. Don't say I didn't, say I didn't.
While some people may hate on T-Swift for using a cookie-cutter approach to her songs, this verse-chorus form has been utilized since rock's inception and has been used by many greats, including Elvis, Led Zeppelin, and the Beatles. And classical composers aren't super different. Bach wrote hundreds of masses and fugues, which all have specific roadmaps that they follow. Thanks for taking this road trip with me as we start to navigate through this big topic called musical form. Join us next time as we focus on the concept of variation and listen to covers like this one. Listen Up is produced by Nelson Vandenberg and Katie Russo and presented by the New Haven Symphony Orchestra in partnership with the University of New Haven and WNHU 88.7 FM. For more, visit newhavensymphony.org.